Hey everybody, this is Curtis from the podcast letting you know that we're sponsored by Twitch. Twitch is a community where people can watch a cat play a piano or you can watch somebody play a video game. That's a regular thing too. There's a lot of amazing content on Twitch and you can find content creators that fit what you like to watch. And if you don't quite find what you're looking for, start streaming it yourself. We hope that you're going to love the world of Twitch because it's such an inviting world with tons to offer and there's really no limit to what the imagination brings. Check out Twitch today. Welcome back to the Three and Green Gamers podcast. Uh, we shipped Lucas off to Seattle, so there's perfectly three of us. <laughs> uh, with me, as always, is Dennis and Jamie. How are you two doing? Exhausted. Exhausted. It felt like a very long week. At least it's a long weekend for some of us, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, I don't. I don't get a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Not me, unfortunately, but I, I take liberties on Fridays. Let's just say that. Okay. I, I'm with you there. I'm with you there. <laughs> I was Extremely off slow today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think my Fridays are usually like, I'm like, I think everyone knows that it's going to be uh, a slow day. And then so when someone's like, hey, I'm playing through God of War Ragnarok, you're not like, oh, well, you should be doing work. It's like, eh, it's fine. Yeah. We, we yeah. know what's up. Um, the worst is the surprise three o'clock meeting on a Friday. Like, like who the fuck am I going to have to punch in the face for this one? See, uh, <laughs> I've trained my work that if you want to do meetings, don't do it on Fridays because I will not yeah. show up. Yeah, like, no. I legit, I legit, I'll just not go. And then you'll be like, where's Karen? And I'm like, oh, it's Friday. We shouldn't have booked a Monday meeting because. Now you fucked up. Yep. Yeah. Thursday <laughs> at the latest. Um, anyway, that's, that's, that's your, your cheat, cheat codes for work. Um, just tell, just don't show for Friday means and then they won't book them anymore. It's terrible gonna, advice. Don't, don't do that. You're <laughs> probably going to get fired. Uh, anyways. Yeah. This is not, uh, the podcast about cheating out your workforce. Uh, this is the, the podcast about video games. Although whatever we talk about, whatever, you know, maybe we'll watch about, we'll, we'll talk about the TV show lost. That, that show's been off the air for a while, right? I'm kidding. Um, there was a lost video game, which I played. Maybe I should try to find it. I remember it. that. Yeah, I remember it was, that. It was not good. but was It like it was like an adventure point-and-click kind of thingy? Like, similar to that? Like It was an adventure game, for sure. I don't, can't remember yeah. if it was point-and-click, but I know for sure it was an adventure game. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah, we got the no-cost games. These are games that either cost nothing or they're included in your membership. Uh, in the case of PlayStation Plus, included in your membership, 
you get such amazing games this week or this month as Meet Your Maker for PS4 and PS5, which that was like a build your own dungeon kind of game, like a Mario Maker type thing. Yeah, it, I think it literally came out, so I'm actually kind of surprised they're giving it away right away. Yeah, but, was it was it yeah. early access, and then it just they just full release it or something like that? Is that something what happened? Like that, yeah. yeah. I don't even know if it had an early access. I hmm. I just heard it got released. I I think maybe it wasn't like playable until now. But you're right; it is a builder thing. You build like a maze full of traps for other people to get through, and then you do the same to other people. Mm, seems fun. I've heard from people that it's very limited and maybe not as extensive as you would expect. So, I don't know. It's free. So, I mean, give it a try. See see if you like it. But I have heard from people that, yeah, it's, it's maybe not the most uh, extensive or, you know, something you're going to probably put in a ton of time to. But, yeah, PS4 and PS5. Uh, you can also get Sackboy, a big adventure. I don't know. Sony really has to be careful when they use the words big and sack really close to each other. That's open <laughs> for memes. Um, that was like a launch game, right? For PS5. Yeah. I think. Launch oh. platformer. And it's on PS4 as well, so I guess you don't have to play it on PS5. But, yeah. So that's, that's free. Uh, and then also Tales of Iron, whatever that is. Mouse side-scrolling game. Uh, oh. yeah. I've heard a few things about that. I think you fight frogs or something in there. Yeah, it sounds right. It, it uh, looks pretty cool. Yeah, it didn't, yeah, it didn't look too bad. It just it just kind of side-scroller, uh, kind of like Hollow Knight kind of thing. Yeah, Soulsy kind of two D game. Yeah. When you said a mouse side scroller, I thought you used your mouse to control it. <laughs> oh. That sounds awful. <laughs> you played awful. that on PS4, but now I'm looking it up. I'm like, oh yes, there's a rodent fighting a toad. So, yes, yes, yes. Well, I can't say this is probably the best month, but at least they gave you a new release, so that's that's something. Um. And then, yeah, Epic's not much better. Um, although they did give away Dying Light, which I guess, that's good. Dying Light's fine. Yeah, I haven't like, played it. So you can jump, jump kick a zombie off a of yeah. roof. And... Hmm. Oh, and then, uh, I did have another one in there, but it's different. It's called Shapes. Yeah. Whatever Shapes is. That one looked kind of weird. It had like a manage directions of pipes or something like that to like make things into certain shapes i don't know when in the video was like make it a pinwheel yeah eh? <laughs> that's your thing. some puzzly game yeah. yeah um and then uh next week is mordhow which um, really? is a cool. multiplayer medieval slasher yeah, yeah, I played that. I mean, I remember the combat in that game being pretty fun, uh, with mouse mouse swiping for sword swipes. Okay, well, yeah, that's cool. I guess you can like chop a dude's head off, so that could be fun. I think yeah, also I think it's a hell. 
Yeah. Really? Oh. Yeah, I think so. I'm pretty sure. Uh, people have modded the shit out of it. Uh, unless I'm thinking of a different game. I think that's the one. No. So you could mod it's like Barney the Dinosaur's cut people's head off. So. Yeah, double check it. Make sure I'm not talking out my ass. <laughs> I mean, it's on PC, so it's probably safe to assume people can mod it. Um, and then the game that I know we all have played, Second Extinction. That's also free. Mm, yeah. Yeah. We put we got review codes for that way back when, so, um, that's fun. I think that'll be fun if you can rope together some of your buddies to also get it on Epic Game Store and play together. But that was a game. It's basically Left for Dead with dinosaurs, so. Mm-hmm. Not a bad little game. I, I haven't really played it too much since we played. <laughs> One time, no. so I can't really be like, oh, it's a game you're going to probably play a ton of, but maybe. I don't know. Maybe you'll find something you really enjoy in it. But I still think I played it more than I played Back for Blood, so. Yeah. You know what? That's true. I think Back for Blood definitely was like the higher profile release, but I think for Second, sure. Second <laughs> Station felt more fun to play than Back for Blood, at least in my opinion. So I agree. Yeah. Um,. Speaking of Epic, uh, a, like this leaker, and he really does leak a lot of stuff with the Epic mystery games. Uh, Bill Bill Coon, his name on Twitter. Um, he's a very reliable leaker, so most people have kind of taken what he said with a pretty pretty solid conviction. Um, he says that the Vault games are coming back. Uh, Epic Games uh, Store Mega Sale 2023 is on its way. Uh, and yeah, there's going to be a 25% discount coupon. Um, so whatever you buy, you can get 25% off of, which is kind of cool. I think that's, mm-hmm. you know, it's nice that you can apply that to whatever you want so you don't have to, like, say, you know, look around and find a game that's 25% off that maybe you don't like. Maybe you want to get... I don't know, Final Fantasy VII Remake, and maybe that's not discounted, well, you can get 25% off it, or whatever. Uh, there will also be some usual discounts, and then, um, yeah, there's also the Vault Mystery Games, which I think most people are more intrigued by, and those are basically, um, yeah, free games, and they tend to be some of the best ones that you get out of the entire year. So, from May 18th to June 15th, we're going to be getting those games, and People will obviously start speculating as to what games we're going to probably get. Mm. Probably everyone's going to be like, give us GTA 5 again. And everyone will be like, ooh. Mm-hmm. That, that was, I think, the one that most people want. Um, for context, last year they gave away Borderlands 3, Bioshock the Collection, Wolfenstein the New Order, and Maneater. So... 2021 was also good too. They gave out MPA, 2K21, Among Us, Frostpunk, Control, and 2020 was probably the year most people were like losing their shit because that was GTA 5, Civilization 6, Borderlands The Handsome Collection, Overcooked 2. So, yeah, definitely be staying tuned for that month of free games because those will be the ones you're probably going to be excited for. Um, I don't know. Is there any games you guys are hoping? Deep down, that they put they put up for free in that vault game. I don't think so. I'm just I just hope maybe maybe we'll get some Sony freebies or something that I don't have already. Um, 
but I don't know. Yeah. Spider-Man. Give me Spider-Man. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah, I'll take that. I have a feeling God of War maybe pops yeah. up. Yeah. This has been on PC now for a while. Like, I don't, I don't think there's really any harm in them putting it out there. Um, yeah, I think that would probably be, be one that I would definitely... Uh, maybe like to see, and also too, like, I think, uh, we'll talk about this in a bit, but, uh, certain Sony releases on PC have been maybe rubbing people the wrong way, so what better way to, to tuck that under the bed than to maybe put out a good game that people will be distracted by? Yep. Um. Makes sense. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what else, like, uh, maybe... I don't know if Epic has the Crash Bandicoot 4 game, but, like, maybe Crash mm. Bandicoot 4. That was also, like, older game. So, yeah. We'll see, I guess. Um, yeah. Uh, speaking of June, uh, normally that would have been E3 time, and E3 has been officially cancelled, so... Whoops. Yep. Whoopsie. What I mean, is anyone surprised at this point that, that this yeah. happened after the last couple of years of nonsense that's been going on? Like, they, they failed to put it on since basically the pandemic, I think, right? Yeah. That when the last the, the last year they did it was a year before that. Um, due to lack of interest, lack of uh, people willing to commit to, to putting out, like, demos, basically, to, to show on the show floor. I mean, it just seems like... We've been getting away from more of things like this and, and are more happy to just have uh, digital, direct, you know, press conferences throughout the year as they come up with stuff. Yeah. I think most companies nowadays just honestly just don't really need to go to E3. Like, Nintendo kind of started this with their whole directs, and then everyone else has kind of followed suit. So it's like, you can just throw someone in front of a green screen and just be like, here we go. You're getting... Yeah. Mario, Luigi, Superstar Saga, Porn Story coming this year. And then everyone will be like, oh my god, I predicted that. And then, yeah. <laughs> um, and I guess the closest thing to take its spot now would be like the Summer Games stuff, right? Like the Jeff Keighley yeah. stuff. Um, yeah. Which is probably more intriguing. Anyways, the people, the games they're showing there, nothing that's seen at E3 and Three years, but they've shown stuff there every year since. So, yeah, I've enjoyed watching it every year so far. Yeah, yeah. lots of sales come out because of it, so I'm all for that. Yeah, and um, yeah, I just I don't know. It just sounds like I don't know why e the E three people would be that surprised. It's like why would companies pay like. I'm sure they pay an exorbitant amount of money for, like, booth space at E3. Or, mm -hmm. I don't think they would pay to, like, have those big, like, things they used to have, like the big showcases or whatever. Because I think those always took place, like, outside of the E3 area. But, like, yeah, still, for booth space... It's like, they're going to rent out a theater and stuff, right? Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, that still costs money, still. Like, right. that's that won't be cheap. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just... E3 never made sense to me. I was like, why would people spend money on this shit? Like, it just seems so stupid. But I think it was 
for the television era, you know, when yeah, all the journalists go the and they broadcast it and stuff. Yeah, exactly. G four TV. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, something else that's stupid is uh, people not liking the new Resident Evil Four remakes. Ada Wong, actress, and yeah. Just really just trolling her Instagram account to the point where she just, um, like, deactivated her whole account. So, that's sad, because, guess what? I played the Resident Evil 4 remake. I did not mind the Ada Wong actress. Maybe I'm just deaf to whatever hateful vitriol people have for her, but I was like, I'm fine with it. Was it not the same actress that played her in the Resident Evil 2, uh, remake? it feels like if they, she was fine for that, and it's the same one, like, what the hell's the, the reason to get all bent out of shape now? I don't know if that's the same one. Uh, no, I think it is different. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, such a thing to not get your panties work up with a bunch about. Uh, don't... Not, it's, not, it's not that serious, guys. Like, it's the voice actress. I'm sure she did fine. Yeah. They said she wasn't seductive enough or something. Isn't that what I was reading? Like, something really stupid. Like, <laughs> she didn't get me riled off enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is uh, what one comment said. Your voice acting was horrible in the RE4 remake. It sounded super stiff, and there was nothing seductive about it. Have they never played a Resident Evil game? Like, this <laughs> voice acting is historically terrible. Like, it's not. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like par for the course if it's bad. <laughs> One person said, another person said, great, now when the separate Ways DLC comes out, I'm going to have to mute it so I don't hear your voice. Oh my god. Get a life, guys. Yeah. I gotta say, too, as a, as a warm-blooded male, I'm saying, I'm looking at this girl, she's pretty hot. Like, if you say she's not seductive, I'm sorry, you were just stupid. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Anyways. Uh... Yeah, so, yeah, I think your name's, like, Lily Wong. Go, don't, don't deactivate your Instagram. You know what? Maybe just make it private. Just don't let people get, get to you. It's, it's not yeah. worth it. Not the, only, not the only controversy Resident Evil 4 Remake got this week. The game's out. It's still just facing controversy. Um, so, yeah, the Resident Evil 4 Remake did release the Mercenaries DLC, which easily and quickly got data mined if people found out that Ada and Wesker are in there, so speculate away as to when they're going to get added to that mercenaries mode but alongside that they stealth dropped microtransactions for weapon upgrade tickets mm. uh, people are not happy about that um yeah so if you haven't played the game there's these tickets you can get in the game and they unlock an exclusive upgrade for your weapon typically it's like a really powerful upgrade like it like doubles the damage or like increases the fire rate like a crazy amount like it really just makes the, the weapon super powerful uh but the tickets you uh honestly i never had a hard time finding them but the game's now like hey if you want to buy this early on and just like get that exclusive upgrade it's worth noting you're not upgrading your entire weapon so like a lot of the other upgrades you still have to upgrade uh you know the traditional means but that exclusive upgrade you can unlock, I guess, presumably as early as when the game starts if you buy that uh, DLC ticket. They did say that it will carry across all your save files, so, you know, 
if you uh, you know start up a new save and you have an exclusive upgrade that you've paid for on your handgun, well, the next save file will have it. But still, some people are like, it's pay to win now, and I'm like, eh, that's a single player game. Like, yeah, it's not like that competitive, high score, you know, kind of thing. But it like the mercenaries is, but that it wouldn't carry over to mercenaries. So, oh yeah, that's right. Yep. Is there a difficulty setting in this game? Yeah, yes. there is, yeah. Okay, I feel like it shouldn't, you know, shouldn't, as like, if I were to play it, wouldn't I, if I found it too difficult, wouldn't I just turn down the difficulty instead of paying money to get this ticket? Some you can were, definitely do that, yep. Some people were saying, too, that, like, you know, it's like, well, some people are like, you know, fathers or parents or whatever, and they just don't have the time to play through the game. And I'm like, yeah, some tells me if that's the thing, you probably should really consider whether you have time to buy the game versus for yeah. like, but I don't know. The nice thing is, mm. it's totally optional. You don't have to buy it. You know, if you want to, you can. Um, but if you don't, just leave it alone. Don't touch it. Because don't really need to. And again, in my experience, I was getting tickets to upgrade the exclusive upgrades pretty easily through doing the side quests and getting uh, the spinels and stuff. So I was never really, I never felt like they were sorely lacking or hard to find in the game. So yeah, from personal experience at least. Uh, new PlayStation handheld is in the works. The Vita Two. I'm kidding. Maybe that's not what they call it. I hope they don't call it the Vita 2 because that would just be bad marketing. But uh, it will not be an independent system and instead would be tethered to your PS5 and stream games via remote play at 1080 and 60 FPS. Oh, boy. So okay, yeah. I guess. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm guessing it's, it's still a rumor, right? So, I mean, assuming it's true, it seems... It seems kind of weird, you know, like, hey, the weak you can, yeah, like you can play your PS5, but at home, like usual, but just not on your PS5. I don't know. You can I'm, already I'm do that with a PC and a remote play app. Like you could literally do that right now. You can play PlayStation 5 somewhere else. So I just, this doesn't make any sense to me for them to. I guess. Yeah. Okay, I get that, like, they want you to be able to, like, stream your games, but, like, would the device not need a data connection in order to do that? Yeah. And then if you're doing that, aren't you going to then have to pay for a data plan for this thing? Like, right. I, I don't know. I guess I'm like, <laughs> maybe, the, maybe they found a way around this. Maybe Sony, I doubt it, but maybe Sony's like, oh, yeah, sure, we'll just cover it. You, get, you can just play it whatever data is and for just whatever but I, I doubt it I bet you you're gonna have to pay for some fucking data plan for this and that's what killed the Vita like yeah well I mean there was other things but I think it was part of the reason the Vita died because they were like well you can either play it on Wi-Fi or you can pay for a data plan for this thing and it's like I already have a phone I don't need to be paying and also too you would have to pay for PlayStation Plus too presumably because not glorious only 3G so I don't know. This thing just sounds super expensive. Unless the actual console itself was like a hundred bucks, 
like or not console i guess the handheld is like 100 bucks i i can't see this being super viable personally yeah yeah it'll be as popular as that logic tech g cloud handheld the cloud one yeah yeah i never heard of this was that kind of like a similar thing yeah it's like an android based sort of gaming handheld console but the main idea was you play cloud games on it oh okay which i have something to say about the cloud gaming aspect later but as a device i don't think it works very well yeah well we'll see uh apparently this will come out before the ps5 pro which is supposed to come out next year so uh yeah Presumably, we'll get an announcement of the soon, maybe even this June, in the non E three E three thing. Um, yeah, I, I I I don't know. I just have so many questions, and I just don't like. Part of what I like about Steam Deck is I can take it; it can be offline. I can still play my games because I'm not streaming anything to it. I'm just yeah, you know, downloading and whatnot. So something like this, where it's it's fully relying on streaming. I just don't know. Either you have to be connected to Wi-Fi all the time, which is kind of like, well, at what point, why aren't you just playing your PS5? Or right. whatever. Right, because you're probably at home or whatever. Um, and yeah, I guess if you're not, how are they going to handle that? I can't, like, it would be a tough sell to tell somebody, like, you're going to have to pay for a data plan for this thing. Um, and it has to be good because otherwise you're gonna have latency issues. So like, yeah, yeah. So it, and that's the other thing. Great performance would really be like critical for this. Like, how does it perform in the wild? And even then, that's gonna vary from country to country and region to region. So, yep. Oh, this if this is true, this honestly could go. This could be either middling at best or just a true unmitigated disaster. I, but I don't see any situation where this is like a must buy, personally. Yeah. Anyways, speaking of unmitigated disasters, Ark Survival <laughs> Evolve. Uh, they really have just been fucking up their entire plans for this franchise. Um, so Ark Two was delayed to twenty twenty four. It was supposed to come out later this year, but it got delayed. And then Ark Ascended is basically an, a remake of the first game in a new engine and it was supposed to be a free update for Ark uh, Survival Evolve but now it's not and now in order to get it you will have to pay a $50 fee which also includes Ark 2 so that's something but now they're shutting down the original Ark servers so they're basically mm -hmm. if you want to if you have Ark Survival yeah. Evolved you have to pay this $50 fee to basically keep playing the game that you're playing. I'm not a... I don't play Ark Survival Evolved, but, like, I really feel bad for these people that are playing this game. Like, you've been playing that game for, I don't know, however long the game's been out, and now it's like, hey, you want to keep paying, playing this? Give us 50 bucks, or else we're shutting everything down. It's kind of whack. Yeah. Again. Slimy. Don't, I don't like play it. Ark, but... I feel for you crazy people that do. Um... It, I have to imagine they'll reverse course on this because there's no way this whole this is gonna do well. Yeah, definitely doesn't feel like it. Yeah. Um. 
Oh, okay. So, apparently, uh, there was actually a very recent update to this. Apparently, Ascended will be sold without Arc 2, but will still cost $60. Yuck. So it's worse information. Yeah, I don't, I don't, that, that sounds like at least you got Arc 2 before. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they were saying... Uh, this is their response. Our bad. We recognize how combining Arc Survival Ascended with Arc 2 and requiring further DLC upgrades wasn't optimal, especially since you wouldn't be able to judge Arc 2 as no gameplay or content has been available yet. Uh, instead, Arc Survival Ascended will now be available to purchase separately from Arc 2. However, it will cost $60 more than the previous bundle with Arc 2, and it will now be bundled together with the expansions that were previously being offered separately. So. I don't see how this is better. I don't. <laughs> They're giving away some other, I guess, DLC. The DLC, yeah. Expansion huh. and stuff. Uh, so but I'm charging guess... $10 more. But <laughs> I'm guessing anybody who's going to be wanting Ascended probably already has DLC. I mean, that's probably right. easy to assume. Right. Uh, uh, this is still not, not great. So. Not great, guys. Anyways, yeah. And then a bunch of the comments. Who thinks this is an improvement over the previous situation? It's not. <laughs> yeah. uh, just <laughs> different. <laughs> yeah. Well, just watch. Now it's just, it's going to just get so much more worse. And I bet you what's going to now happen is they're going to get forced to basically release Arc Ascended for free. Or keep Arc uh, Survival Evolved servers up. But. Unless they unless they, they fix it, it's gonna keep getting worse for them. And uh, mm-hmm. again, I don't play the game. I don't really have a horse in this race, but it just sucks. Just very weird mishandling of a situation. Yeah. Uh, something that's a uh, much better is God of War Ragnarok getting new game plus, so you can start playing it now. And people were all excited because. Apparently, there was a really nice fur coat that uh, the main character has, and they took it away, and now you can play it again. So, oh, there you go. Okay. Kratos with a fur jacket. I, I understand not having these out at launch, but my problem with this is that by the time the new game plus comes out, I've already platinumed the game, and I'm not going to pick it up again, because I've already, there's no achievements to get for it. So, like, it's just disappointing. It always takes them, like, six months to do these things, but... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just my my problem, I guess. I should play them slower. <laughs> yeah, you should have just stopped doing anything until they put uh, this out. Yep. Um, yeah, I'm a little surprised too. They still haven't announced a PC release date for it, but maybe considering how bad a certain PC port of a Sony game is right now, mm-hmm. maybe they're taking their time on that. But man, I'm just like, I just want to play Rank Rock on PC. Just give it, give me it. Come on, let's go. All right. Um, the Steam Deck potentially has some competition with the ROG Ally being announced. So, this is kind of wild. There's some things that they're doing with it that seem interesting, and some other stuff that I'm like, ooh, I don't know about this. Um, I saw that you could, like, plug in a separate GPU, like an external GPU, and, like, boost up the graphics of this, and I'm like cool but also who's gonna be like on an airplane and be like 
Oh, excuse me, ma'am. Could you move over one sec? I need to plug in my external GPU. Um, it's more for docking, but that, if somebody was willing to do that on a plane, that's kind of stupid. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, it was for the docking. You're right. Um, yeah. Apparently, it's also uh, Linus Tech Tips did a video on it, and he maybe leaked the price, saying that it was going to be like prob like twenty five hundred dollars. Everyone's like, ooh, yeah. I think I don't know. I I I haven't heard any confirmation about the price, which is sort of what I'm waiting on right now because that'll break or make the purchase. I mean, I don't think I'll buy it either way, but in terms yeah. of like how competitive they will be with the Steam Deck, it's purely based yeah. on that pricing because like sure you can have double the power like they claim but paying twice i think like this yeah like the steam deck i think is powerful enough for the kind of gaming on the go that yeah. most people would need so yeah yeah, yeah. let's say that the rtx 4090 mobile dock deck is roughly two thousand dollars and then 500 oh. for the actual console itself so for the the real, like, thing that's driving up the cost is that mobile dock. Mm. So if you get the mobile dock and the mm. console itself, yeah, it's like $2,500. And that probably is in U.S., might not even be in Canadian. I don't know. Just a very, seems like a very expensive thing. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I think it's cool that the Steam Deck is at least getting some competition. Uh, this might not be the one, but, uh, cool, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I like the look of it, though. Like, I say what we may about how it actually will perform and all that, but the, the look of it, it looks real slick. Like, it's a nice, uh, white design. It's got, like, a really nice kind of good port, um sorry, fans and all that. Like, it looks really, really slick. I don't know about the RGB around the joysticks. That seems unnecessary. Yeah. But... <laughs> yeah. Gotta have RGB. Yeah, gotta give your RGB joysticks. Otherwise, how do we know you game, bro? Mm-hmm. Anyways. Um... Yeah, so... We'll see how much it all costs at the end of the day, and uh, I have a feeling this won't quite uh, dethrone the Steam Deck quite yet, but interesting to see people trying. Okay, uh, Atlas Fallen delayed, it's now coming out August 10th, so if you're looking forward to that, you got to wait a little bit longer. Um, personally, I'm still a little... On the fence of that game, but oh, looks kind of exciting. So. I'm trying to remember which one this was. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's focus. Okay. Yeah. It's like an open world kind of game, and yeah, a lot of traversal. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't particularly checking for this, but I play it so. Yeah. Looks fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, skating. <laughs> yeah, I I think the it looks like an interesting game, especially with the tra traversal and the enemy design and stuff like that. Um, 
kind of curious how it's going to play out after like 10 plus hours of gameplay, but yeah, we'll see. Um, and then yeah, we got our Zelda Tears of the Fallen gameplay, so you can start getting hyped for that. I think that comes out next month, right? Yeah, like I think end of next month. Um, which we were just talking last time, I think, about how like we weren't sure if it was just gonna be. Zelda Breath of the Wild 2 with some minor upgrades, but it seems like it's a lot more systems than that that they're throwing in there. So, very excited after seeing that video. Yeah, I saw a lot of people being like, it's more of the same, and I'm like, I don't know about you, but it definitely seemed better than than what I was expecting. So, I don't know, like, the idea of, like, combining items together to, like, like frozen arrows or... Um, yeah creating vehicles and stuff like that. It's kind of fun. I'm, I'm a little curious about that. Yeah, the Banjo-Kazooie nuts and bolts style crafting uh, was intriguing. And some of the other powers they showed off were pretty cool too. Like the, the uh, let me fly through the bottom of the floor and pop up on the roof of the, the cave kind of thing that they were shown. Uh, yeah. It seems like there's going to be some cool new traversal stuff you can do to kind of get around without just having to climb mountains all the time. Because that was kind of annoying with the last game. For sure, yeah. So. I'm hyped. Yeah, comes out pretty soon, so don't have to wait too much longer. I don't really want to see too much more. Like Yeah, same. Like, I almost had to cut it off in the middle of that video, because I was like, maybe this is more than I need to know. I could just, you know, yeah. be hyped now. <laughs> like, I don't need too much more. Um, to, I don't need to see too much more. I'm, I'm going to get this game regardless, so. Um, Alright, and then Assassin's Creed Mirage could be delayed until uh, early 2024. So wow. this is the smaller scale Assassin's Creed game. So. Was that set to come out this fall? Yeah. Originally? Oh, yeah. that's a Yeah, so. Feels like they haven't put one of those out quite a bit because Valhalla was like two years ago right like yeah Valhalla that was the last was, one yeah I mean Valhalla had like a good amount of DLC I think we're oh yeah kept it feel, feel more alive than it should but, yeah that's yeah. true it did it did get supported for fucking like the entire two years basically <laughs> yeah um I'm not overly surprised that they haven't shown too much from this like it feels like they've been yeah. really quiet about this which is kind of weird for a Assassin's Creed game like I felt like we should have gotten something if it was coming this fall, so I'm sure we'll see something in this June around that, but yeah. I, yeah, I mean, the fact that they've been out there canceling a bunch of games, like Ubisoft and just, like, canceling stuff left and right, like, to see the stuff get delayed and not canceled, I guess, is at least a little bit of a relief, but uh, it's still, like, a little nerve-wracking, like, well, how long is it going to be until they're like, never mind, fuck this, like... <laughs> it's worth noting that, like, it hasn't been officially delayed, like, it's just... It's just rumors out there that it could be delayed but like i guess there is a chance it could still come out this year but yeah um i'm also like you know what i'd rather wait for a good game than be rushed a shitty game so agreed uh steam is officially getting a gamecube and nintendo wii dolphin emulator so yes i heard That's about cool. that which is interesting, because, I mean, yeah, the Steam Deck, you can kind of get that stuff 
through other means, but it's interesting that Steam is officially releasing it as an official app that you can download. So, turning the Steam Deck into more and more of a GameCube machine. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, uh, I think I still like my setup for emulation and all that. So I don't know if this will necessarily replace anything that I have, but cool. Uh, they were very specific to say this does not get you any games. Like this is yeah. a tool. So, you know they were definitely just like, yeah, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't do that stuff. I'm like, mm -hmm. yeah, you do, but I get what you're, I get what you're trying to do. Mm -hmm. Just gotta cover your ass. Uh huh. Uh huh. And then finally, we're going to get more Cyberpunk expansion news this June, so. I feel like they announced that thing a while ago and you haven't seen shit since then, right? Like, Yeah. Like, Also, too, like, Cyberpunk kind of fandom or excitement. It's kind of been weird because, it, like, it was obviously bad when it first came out, launched. And then Edge Runners came out and everyone got more excited. And now it seems like it's kind of, like, petering off again. So, I don't know. Maybe it's just striking yeah. the iron's hot. And just give some more some news on that. I have, I, I, mm -hmm. I don't know. I could be wrong, but I feel like it might get to the point where I'm, it's like a little too late, and I'm like, I don't care anymore. Like, am I going to reinstall Cyberpunk to play this? Like, I don't know. Maybe put it out before it's a little too soon. Or a little too late, sorry. Cool. And that's it for news. We got a couple questions. Mark says, with Spider-Man getting a second game and Wolverine coming soon, who's a superhero you'd love to see get a video game? Mm. Gotham Knights. Just kidding. <laughs> Blue Beetle. Give me a Blue Beetle Booster Gold game. There you go. <laughs> um, and every, every one that I could think of is already had. Like, Deadpool would be cool, but they did have a Deadpool game. I just don't think it was particularly cool. Um, maybe a good Deadpool game. I mean, I would love an X Men game. Yeah, like a proper like team based X Men game would be cool. Yeah, like especially if it was like you could like build your team for certain missions out of the X Men. Like, yeah, maybe you're like Jubilee, stay home. I'm gonna take <laughs> Cyclops, Storm, and Iceman with me. Like that so could I be kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if they kind of built it like Destiny, where there's like different missions and you have to kind of like choose people that are the best fit for that mission. I don't know. I could see that being. It sounds like a not shitty version of that Avengers game, the way you just described it. Like. Oh, yeah. I love how I said. <laughs> like, I could have just gone for the Avengers reference and I did it. But yeah, basically. The game sucks, yeah. Better version of Avengers. Um, yeah. Well, also, too, like, just don't cheap us out with, like, a bunch of shitty cosmetic microtransactions. So. Cool. Uh, and then Dean says, I got a $100 Steam gift card for my B-Day birthday, for those who don't, aren't in the know of the slang. Uh, I want some suggestions yeah, on, on, for some games with great long-lasting value as I'm a student and can't afford a ton of games, we should start making more money. There, Dean, first and foremost, Just make money. Just 
take that hundred dollars and invest it in um, just kidding <laughs> oh my god welcome to the new crypto bros three crypto bros podcast <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Invest in GameStop, then you can buy it. Just kidding. Um, I would say definitely go get Dead Cells. That game is phenomenal, and I've been playing it again, and I forgot how fucking great it is, and I I could play this game for forever. It's fantastic. <laughs> like, do you think it's got good value though? Like, it's it's a twenty dollar game. You got like what ten levels, I think, and you're replaying it often because of the way it's built, like roguelike. So I okay. think I think. I think there's plenty of time there to invest in it. And then the expansions are like five bucks a piece. So if you want to get like an extra level or two, I think usually they, they come with like two extra levels. It's just five more bucks to like get a couple extra levels, get some new items, um, new mm-hmm. cosmetic stuff. So it's, I think it's, it's a good game with a lot of value with the base game. And then you also can like upgrade it pretty cheaply um, if you wanted to. So that's, that's a good one. I think that sells. Okay. Uh, I would say the Halo Master Chief Collection. Because that's cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Especially if you get that on sale. I mean, even if you don't, it's like 50 bucks, and you get, like, what is it, like, five or six games at this point? So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, six games in total. You got Halo Reach, Halo Combat Evolved Anniversary, Halo 2 Anniversary, Halo 3, Halo 3 ODST, and Halo 4. So, Yeah. And those are games you can play co-op with people. You can play the competitive multiplayer. You can play single player. Like, I don't know, just lots of ways to, to play that game. So, I still think that's probably like some of the best value you'll get out of out of a game. But yeah, obviously, <laughs> very dependent if you like Halo or you're at least open to playing Halo. Because if you're not, well, probably not going to be a good call. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right, I have a joke answer. Okay. Mm. Okay, I actually have two answers. My joke answer is get any of the uh, truck simulator games. <laughs> I mean, if you're anything like me, you'll you'll get hundreds of hours out of that, and uh, you know, it, it really you can't go wrong. No. Um. Seriously, though, I don't know something like a grand strategy game, maybe like Civ or something. I think that's also one of those games that you could just keep playing over and over again different scenarios, you know, different countries to start with. Yeah. That's a good one, too, I think. Um, FTL, also a good one. Like, that game's super cheap, and, like, yeah. with all the ships it takes to unlock, and I, not even, like, the unlocking the ships, but even just, like, getting through one playthrough successfully, it's not easy, and it takes you a long time. Yeah. I think... I've only beat it once. Yeah. It's... It's it's not an easy game, but man, it's also, like, once you figure it out and you start to understand the game, it's so satisfying. And it's a regular price, it's like ten ninety nine, and sometimes it goes on sale, so, yeah. Uh, and then one final answer for me, I'll, I'll say Baldur's Gate 3, even though it's not out yet. Like, so many different classes to play, and there's lots of ways to explore that game, and the game's not even out yet. Once they put out the full release, there's going to be so much to through that game in a similar vein divinity original sin 2 is also a fantastic long uh, game with a ton of shit to do in it mm-hmm. yeah from the same developers too so yep yep yeah. so. cool well there you go you spent your hundred bucks mm-hmm. 
Honestly, wait for a Steam sale and just buy like ten things. Yeah, you five should, yeah. I was gonna say like there's probably gonna be a Steam sale probably in June. Summer, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So like, that's the way. That is the way. <laughs> yeah. Just F price Steam games. I already have so much shit on my wish list that I'm just ready to like pull the trigger on, but I'm just gonna wait till the sale because I'm like, man, I don't want to pay a full price for these things. Right. Like I actually was like kind of tempted to buy some games on my wish list, but then I'm like. Just don't. Don't do it yet. Don't pay full price for this. Alright. Uh, let's get to what we've been playing. Uh, for better or for worse, I've been playing The Last of Us Part 1. And... It's not great. On PC, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've seen some things. <laughs> I've seen some things. I... I mean, to be... Uh, at least transparent. I did get a review code, so that was. So I didn't pay for it. So at least, there, at least there's that. But uh, my experience with it has been nothing short of frustrating and just not fun. Um, so to get the game playing, I like had to fiddle around with the settings and check with various online forums to see what people were doing and like basic gist of it is is even just to get the game running you have to get it running at like almost 60 fps exactly which is very weird if you have it above 60 fps it'll just crash and under it'll run to even more issues so for some reason you have to be able to run this game at 60 fps which is just very bizarre uh and then also too your vram can't exceed 70 percent. those are the two big things but so even though your VRAM probably could maybe go slightly above or close, whatever, depending on what you normally do with your VRAM. I don't know. 70% is like the threshold for this. You don't go higher than that. So once I got it to 60 FPS and 70% VRAM, I was starting to play. And then I got hit with all the fucking loading screens. So um, the game takes forever to load. Like, I'm talking, like, I can go make a sandwich and a coffee and come back, and it's just, and it's still loading. Like, it's ridiculous. I um, want to say I saw something that it was related to, like, one of their compression libraries being all fucked up, and, like, so, like, everything takes, like, way more time to load than it's intended to, because it's supposed to be compressed and loaded fast, but yeah. it's not. Like, it sucks. <laughs> yeah, and here's the thing, too. I'd be fine if it, like, took long to load, but once it was in the game, it was fine. But no, like... Even after taking quite a long time with the loading screen, once you get into the game, you'll still find as you like walk through the game, it stops and just puts like a little little like radio thing and it's just says loading. So even after the loading screen, you think it would be done loading, but it's not. It still loads. And like what I was like getting so frustrated by is like you'd be walking down the street or whatever and then like it just goes loading, 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 and it stops. You walk, like, I'm not even kidding, like, two or three steps. Loading, loading, loading. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? What were you just doing <laughs> two seconds ago? Oh. Like, fucking stop loading. Uh, even, like, combat encounters. I go to, like, get into a combat encounter. Loading, loading, loading. I'm just like, oh, my God, are you fucking wow. kidding me? Jeez. Um... So, I may be an hour in, and I stopped playing. I, I can't do this. Like, 
it's it's rough and like i'm just not even saying like to get the game running is still a lot of work and probably more work than anybody should be doing but then even when you do the loading just is like abysmal like it's awful and the game doesn't look great because you have to run it at, at like most 70 percent of your vram so you're going to be making compromises on the visuals i don't know like this is like a one out of ten this is just awful like don't don't buy yeah. this you can't read it well if you can't play it right yeah, exactly That's like really i couldn't bad. even get like an hour in and i want to play more but like if the game has trouble loading and even once it's done loading it still can't load like i it's unplayable it's completely unplayable it's it's awful no one out of ten don't don't play this and i don't know they're probably gonna fix it but I don't know if it's really worth most people's time, and at that point, I think some people might just want to play this on PS5 or something more stable, so, yeah. I, I hate to say because I was really excited for this. I really wanted to play The Last of Us on PC and maybe check out some of the mods and do some other stuff, but, no, not like this. Uh, and then the next game I've been playing is a game called Terra Nil. It's a new game out, and it's, well, definitely runs a lot better than uh, Last of Us. Uh, it's, it's basically kind of like a strategy management game. Um, yeah. And it's like, kind of think like Civilization or SimCity, but like in an environment that's like kind of like nature based. So you're like kind of managing the soil and the water and plants and trees and you try to introduce wildlife and do this other stuff uh you know how do you kind of make an ecosystem basically uh i kind of like in this game to uh what was that like farming game that came out like a few years ago um stardew valley where it's like this game is just peaceful and fun to play i mean yeah sure you can burger crops and shit but like it's just a fun, like, just very easygoing, fun game to play. Uh, and once you get, like, a really cool kind of ecosystem going, it's really kind of, like, just nice to see the world thriving and whatnot. Graphically, it's not, like, a super intensive game, but I just had so much fun with this. Um, it's on Steam. I think it's on Android and iOS as well. So if you're uh, preferring to play it on mobile, you can do it there, too. Um, yeah, I def I would give this, like, a, a 9 out of 10. It's a very easygoing game. Don't go into this thinking that it's going to be, like, super hard or frustrating or anything. It's just very chill, turn off your brain at the end of the day kind of game. But for that, it's still pretty good. Uh, I did also try The Murder of Sonic the Hedgehog, which... Did you guys hear about this? Yeah, I, I, I was like, what? Is this a real thing? Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so it's a point-and-click visual novel. Uh, it was released the day before April Fool's Day, although it was meant to be like an April Fool's Day prank. Uh, and basically, Sonic is murdered, and you have to solve his murder. Um, it's a free game, so 
You you don't have to pay anything for this. You can get it on Steam. I don't think it's on any of the consoles. I could be wrong, but um, yeah. And I don't want to give away any spoilers because you do find out what happened. But yeah, uh, if you're curious too, because I know you are, it does. Um, it you know it did work on the Steam Deck when I tried it, so. In case you're nice. curious, if you want to play the murder of Sonic the Hedgehog. It's a very, like, light and breezy thing. I think it's good that they put it out as an April Fool's prank because, like, I don't know. It's free. It's very harmless. You'll probably have fun with this if you're a fan of Sonic. Um, do I want more visual novels in the Sonic universe? Probably not, but for what it is, it was fun. I'd give it, like, I don't know, 8 out of 10. It's fun enough. Alright, on to some stuff I've still been playing. Uh, Resident Evil 4, I beat the main game. I still haven't completed my other uh, playthrough of the game, but then they dumped Mercenaries, and oh man, Mercenaries is so much fun. Uh, I, there's three uh, maps you can play on. There's the village, there's the castle, and there's the island, and then you have a total of four heroes that you can choose from to play. So you can play as Leon, Lewis, Krauser, or Hunk. Uh, most people won't tell you this, but Krauser is secretly OP. Uh, <laughs> because he has this uh, bow with explosive arrows. So what you do is like you'll draw enemies into a narrow corridor and just like fire your explosive arrow and just kill like five of them at once. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I've been playing the mode quite a bit because I've been trying to get my high score. I think uh, the highest score I got was with Krauser. I think it was on um, the castle map. I got like 1,134,000. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Very tough mode. If you can, uh, try it out. See if you like it. If you're, like, if you're playing through Resident Evil 4, you'll probably like it just because... It gives you fun ways to play as different characters and just try different ways of playing. And there's obviously that built-in challenge. The first time you do it, you're like, oh, I got a B. Well, I want to improve. And then you just keep trying and trying and trying. So, um, yeah, still a fun little addition to an already great game. Um, I think I gave it like a 9.5 out of 10 Resident Evil 4. I still pretty much up there. I haven't really changed. Still would recommend checking it out. Uh... I told myself I was not going to play Pokemon Violet anymore just because it's it's a game that I just hit a wall and I wasn't wanting to play anymore. But then uh, I was in a, I was doing a little bit of traveling and I had my Switch with me and I was like, you know what, fuck it. Like, let's just play it. Let's just, like, well, let's just get it over with. So I finally, like, leveled up my Pokemon. I needed them to be at, like, level 75 to, like really get through the last little bit of content well not even like the main storyline content not even the post-game content so i like managed to level my pokemon up to like level 85 at least so i was able to get through most of the end game or most of the final single player content before the end game uh so that includes like going and beating like a couple of your rivals uh going through the elite four and then 
there's a really weird like I don't I don't want to spoil the twist of the story, but there's some fucking weird ass shit that like I was like, what the fuck is going on in this game? And I, I'm like, no one's talking about how fucking weird the ending of this game is. Probably because it's a spoiler and people don't want to spoil things, but uh, it's really weird. I was trying to explain to somebody and they were like, that sounds incredibly stupid. I'm like, yeah, it, it kind of is. Um, but now I've beat the game. Um, like, there's still the post-game content, so going through all the different... Terror raids. I'm trying to get terror raid crystals so I can change the terror types of my Pokemon. Uh, you need like a total of 50 crystals to change your Pokemon's terror type. But I've been doing some research on the terror type. Uh, it's good to do because you can kind of even out your Pokemon's uh, type coverage and make it a little more stronger against certain types or boost its moves to make it even stronger. So you can make it like a class cannon or boost its defensive capabilities depending on its terror type. So just going through and doing that. Um, yeah. Uh, Pokemon Violet. I think it's a lot better now than it was. It's definitely not as glitchy or buggy. And I think they've really improved the game to like add a bunch of stuff that make it more enjoyable. Um, I'd give this like an 8 out of 10. It's it's definitely better than where it was before. And I think it's a lot more enjoyable. Uh, I'm, I think my problem with the game, at least now, is that the end game content definitely lacks a lot of the oomph that previous games have and i think the problem with that is that now that you have dlc for pokemon games you don't need to necessarily put in an end game post game content when you know you're just going to be adding more content anyways so i guess barbie's like oh this is normally the type of point in the game where you would like catch a bunch of legendaries or do a bunch of other cool shit and now they're just like cool the next adventure continues in the dlc and i'm like okay well that's what about now <laughs> i still need something to kind of keep me interested so i don't know uh if anything though i did go and pre-order the dlc so i'm uh, if anything like you got me guys i'm gonna play it so um and then bioshock remastered i played that for a little bit on my steam deck that was fun uh it was kind of fun to just replay bioshock it's a fun little game uh, I think it plays well in the Steam Deck, so if you haven't played it before and want to replay it, Steam Deck could be a good way to go if you have it. Uh, and then finally, I started replaying Control, because Control is fucking great. Tossing rocks at people's faces, and I uh, just love how that game plays. Um, so, I don't know. Not super far into the game, but just, man, playing Control again, it just feels right. It's just, I love that game. It's so good. If you haven't already, pick up and play Control. Especially with all the DLC they added in that game eventually. Oof, it's good. Alright, that's pretty much what I've been playing. Dennis, what have you been playing? Well, played through this uh, boomer shooter called Proteus, which was quite fun. It's um, It's got a lot of replayability because it has a lot of community content that you could play through. But it, like I said, it's it's basically a boomer shooter. It's very low, sort of low poly, low FPS. Um, they really just look like sprites as enemies. And they look really cool. Like, I love this sort of low resolution aesthetic. Um, and the movement is so smooth. It feels very, you know, old school Doom-like. 
the weapons are really cool. There's a whole bunch of them, and the same sort of gameplay loop you would expect, you know, from one of these old boomer shooter type games. It's it's great. Yeah, you just getting keys and you're unlocking doorways and you're killing enemies of various kinds along the way and you're picking up new weapons sometimes and they use you know different kinds of ammo and then you are encouraged to switch up your weapons depending on you know whether how far away an enemy is or how strong it is and things like that so yeah it was, it was just good fun it was not a whole lot of really anything else um there's like a main campaign that comes with the game there's no story really there's no you know voice or any dialogue or anything it's just you're you're there you're there to kill and nothing else matters and it just feels like great fun i think the music was actually quite solid as well and like i said there was a ton of like community content so you can once you finish the main games campaign you can look through what the community's made and people have made individual levels or entire campaigns and you can keep playing if you're having lots of fun so yeah Proteus is really fun um i don't think it costs a whole lot either and uh these sort of boomer shooters are making a comeback so i, I would recommend it's a solid like eight out of ten for me um nice yeah for those who like this kind of game it's it's a great one uh and then uh i briefly Actually, I'll talk about it at the end. So I, I started playing Kingdom Come Deliverance. Okay. This is an older title. I think it's like 2018. It's an open world. I would say it feels sort of like Skyrim, but medieval times. It's an open world. Uh, there's really no magic in this world, so everything's tr trying to be quite historically accurate. Um, you play as a peasant whose village effectively got raided and your village is burnt to the ground and you with a bunch of ref uh, refugees um you know escape to uh, another nearby village and then you luckily end up becoming a squire of this uh, lord and then you're kind of making your way up in the world and the story honestly i am actually quite intrigued by it i'm enjoying it the voice acting i think is actually quite good um there's it honestly reminds me a lot of like The Witcher in terms of gameplay, um, in the sense that like the main story's there, it's solid. The side quests are also really interesting. There's a lot of stuff to do all around, like um, in terms of activities. You can go hunting, um, and there's like actual activities, kind of like Witcher side quests, in which people would give you, you know, much simpler, less story-heavy quests. Um, that if you feel like, hey, I just want to level up, you know, my hunting skills or something, you can do those little quests, earn some money, get better um, EXP for your hunting skill, and then, you know, uh, eventually uh, probably get something nice out of it. So in that sense, it, it reminds me a lot of The Witcher um, and like Skyrim and those sort of games. Really fun. There's a whole lot of like world to explore. Um, there there's some really interesting mechanics in this game that I like a whole lot. And one of them is the combat. So the combat is quite unique. I haven't really uh, played any other game like it, except for maybe those um, medieval sort of multiplayer sword fighting games like Mordhau or Chivalry. Um, 
the way it works is you have your usual light and heavy attack with your sword or whatever melee weapon you're using, um, but they sort of have this five-direction um, compass for you to decide on which angle you're going to hit your opponent, and then similarly, they can hit you at one of those five angles, and you got to block based on one of those five angles. And it kind of sounds like it's a pain in the ass, uh, and in the beginning, I think it's a little bit of a steep learning curve, and I say that because I still don't quite get it, but it is really rewarding. Um, and there's definitely, like, uh, the armor aspect to the combat is, like, really important as well. If you're hitting an enemy, enemy with armor, choosing a direction where if he was unable to block, you would hit uh, a less armored area would do a lot more damage. Or... If you're like me and you suck, uh, I think I went with like a warhammer, a bludgeoning, a weapon that sometimes if you just hit them over the head successfully, it just knocks them out. So it's like a crit chance, basically. So I think like these sort of aspects of the combat are really fun and they're they're just super rewarding. But it again, it's so difficult, especially when you're fighting more than one person at a time. Um, mm. And it's almost near impossible because, again, you have like five directions per person to worry about and you can only face one person at a time, right? So uh, a lot of the times if you're like fast traveling and the way the fast traveling works in this game is you kind of watch your character move across this map and sometimes there's random encounters. And if you get unlucky and you're forced to, you know, uh, go through with this random encounter and you couldn't avoid it it might be like a group of bandits trying to kill you and i can't tell you how many times i've died to that um which is both fun and annoying uh it's annoying because the saving system in this game is item based um in that it's like a potion you actually have to purchase in the game uh i think or you can make so if you want to save, you have to drink this thing called, like, Savior Schnapps. Um, and it, uh, uh, it basically lets you save. And I think it's to prevent, like, save scumming, which I think is actually quite a good idea. So aside from, like, sleeping, which is a free save, uh, or if you save and quit the game, then you have a special dedicated save slot for exiting the game. Um, then other than these two, you have to use these savior schnapps to save. So if you're like, I'm going to go raid this camp of bandits or whatever, and I don't think I could beat it in one go, then I can drink one of these savior schnapps, save my game then, and then I can kind of do a little bit of save scumming. So if I get killed, okay, I can try again from that point. But if you don't do that, it'll reload from the last save, and it could be, you know, the beginning of your day when you first woke up, or, um, you know... It, it doesn't go back to like when you exited the game because that's a dedicated like sort of yeah. safe spot. So even if you like play through half of a day and you exit it and you reloaded your game and you died, it would start at the beginning rather than where you last exited the game. So neat little mechanic I also like. And then the final thing that I wanted to talk about is the alchemy in the game, which is sort of a crafting system where you can pick up these like fresh herbs from the ground. Um, and then you can buy books on recipes of how to make certain things, including the saving, the game saving potion, uh, or other things like, uh, you know, potions that improve your archery skills for the time being. Because 
with this game like there's no reticle like skyrim when you're doing archery so it's actually really hard to aim and your hand does a little bit of like wavering sort of you know almost like if you're looking through a sniper scope it like shifts a little bit here and there so you can drink a potion to maybe steady your hand a little more um things like that um and the alchemy is really fun because you actually have to do it it's not just like a menu where you select ingredients and you press a button or press and hold a button and it pops out with like maybe a percent chance of failure or something no it's actually a table you walk up you interact with and then you select what ingredients you want to place on the shelf for easy handling and then you have a book next to you that has all of your recipes and you can like flip to the page where you're like oh i want to make save your schnapps and it'll give you instructions and they're not too difficult uh for like the simple potions of course um but i haven't tried some of the more difficult ones but it can get quite complicated but for example like the easy one would go something like take two handfuls of this herb and then one handful of that herb you want to boil the you know herb a for two turns and by turns they mean there's like an hourglass that you can turn to time how long you've boiled this thing and you pour in you know whatever base of your potion and there's like four one of them for example is spirits or wine or water and you pour that in you throw in your herbs and you actually have to like interact to do all of these things and then it'll if you keep following the recipe it'll say like oh you have to grind up this you know herb b to uh, you know, grind it, and then you have to add it at the last minute, and then finally boil everything together for one more turn, and then you get your potion. So if you fuck up your recipe, which I have, you end up making, like, an unknown potion that probably is detrimental to you, or doesn't do anything at all, and you've wasted ingredients and time. So I really actually like that aspect of the game as well. So, quite a lot of depth. Um, very interesting characters. The side quests have been fun. So this this has been a real pleasure for me to play. Nice. And I I'm not done. I'm not even like halfway done. I think, but I will definitely keep playing it. Um, so mm, I think I won't give it a score yet. But if I had to right now, it's definitely out there. It's like seven, eight, nine territory so far. So I've been really enjoying this. Um, it was a pleasant ex- pleasant surprise because I've heard about it and I just I thought it was just another sort of you know, open world game, but it, it has its own identity, and I think it's worked out real well. Um, and the last thing that I want to talk about is what I brought up earlier is the cloud gaming thing. So I've actually been playing this entire game so far on GeForce Now, like NVIDIA's cloud gaming thing. So I, I've been kind of not really um, a believer of cloud gaming because I like, you know, gaming with low latency, but I kind of have been converted. After trying it for a while, I ended up sort of paying NVIDIA some money to make sure that I don't have to wait to get one of my uh, virtual computers uh, to play games on. And then I gave it a sufficient amount of gaming time, including playing this game, including playing Battlefield 2042 with mouse and keyboard. And honestly, with like where I am... And I live in Seattle, which kind of is like techie, and they have data centers here. Um, the latency is really good. Um, they, at least based on their own measurements, it's about 30 ping, which is usually what you get when playing multiplayer games. Except, of course, this one you have to take into account that the 30 ping includes your input latency, which um, honestly didn't bother me that much. I thought it would bother the hell out of me, especially playing an FPS like Battlefield. 
but I I would say I'm actually a believer. Like, I've played this Kingdom Come game on my TV, on my computer, and then I'd be, you know, just like, oh, okay, now I'm done with that. Let's just sit on the deck, and then I'll grab my Steam Deck, and I'll sit outside, and through Wi-Fi, I'm able to keep playing my game, and, and it's at, like, 4K, because that's a tier I ended up paying for, because I'm so convinced now. Um, so I actually have you know been sort of converted now to believing in this cloud gaming of uh, our new lord and savior cloud gaming um and I'll, I'll give like the xbox cloud a try too after i think a little while as well but i it's i think there's a there's definitely a market for this i've been totally convinced that's that's really it nice i've been uh yeah i've been super skeptical but that's all I've been playing. Um, yeah. Nice. All right. Jimmy, what have you been playing lately? I'm going to keep this pretty quick because I was out of town and therefore did not play a ton of new stuff. Uh, but I did play some things that I had already been playing. Um, so Resident Evil 4, I'm still picking through. Uh, I'm only in, like, Chapter 4, I think. Like, I'm oh, still wow. really... Yeah. Like, I had big plans to play the shit out of this game, and then, like, I was like, you're going to get sent away for work for a week. I'm like, oh, cool. So, yeah, I did not get to play it as much as I would have hoped, um, but I am still really, really enjoying it when I do play it. And then I also, like, ended up, like, redoing part of one of the chapters that I had played because I decided I fucked up and didn't buy the rifle when it was on sale. Uh, and you get, like, you get the, the scope for, like, free and buy it at a certain point. I was like, oh, I should have done that played like half a chapter two because of that um yeah like it's my own fault that it's taking me a little longer to get through it um and then obviously work uh but yeah it's still phenomenal game still finding like little cool things that are different uh like the little missions that you can get from like door guy are always like cool little diversions so like you know find a, find a way to get an item upgrade that you might not normally get uh, i spent an absurd amount of time playing the shooting gallery stuff because i used to oh, fucking yeah. play the shit out of that um and i like the fact that they made those like it, like they used to have like this little like gotcha machine thing where it was like you get little figurines and that was all they were they were just cool little 3d models you could look at um similar to how they have put those in like every remake that they've done so far to like kind of just be like a model viewer um they had those in resident evil 4 and in this game, instead of making them like little models, they made these little charms that you can stick on your attache, attache case um, mm -hmm. that'll either like improve how much gunpowder you find or like your herbs will heal for 30% more. So it's been kind of cool to like mess around with, um, with the shooting gallery, get some of those medals, and then kind of try to uh, get some of those cool uh, charms to stick on my case to, uh, to make it play a little bit different. So I, I've been enjoying that, uh, and like like I said, I get sidetracked really easily. That so, um, still really liking it. Still looks phenomenal. Still plays phenomenal. Uh, probably gonna be in like conversation, not even question. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm still picking through it. Um, the other thing I've been playing uh, more of is the Dead Cells Return to Castlevania DLC. I did finally get through the first castle level where you eventually fight death. Um, the fight wasn't particularly hard with the build I ended up getting on, on the run that went well, so I had like some trap build, basically, um, where I was just spamming traps on the ground, and I had a skill where after you deploy a skill, you get like a, 
a 200% crit uh, with your melee attack. So, like, I was just, like, throwing him with the damage stacking. Uh, it went really well. Um, but, yeah, after you beat that level, you find out there you can play another Dracula's Castle level, but you have to enter it later on after you've gotten to, like, Clock Tower level, which is, like, fifth or sixth level, uh, if I recall. So I, I'm going through now and trying to get to that point um, where I can... I can get to the castle later on and then see, I'm assuming at the end of it, I'll fight Dracula. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, but yeah, it's, the game is so good. And like just unlocking all the stupid items and things in that game is so satisfying. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could I could literally play it for like another year and probably still not be done with it because it just, there's so much shit to do. Um, and there's so much DLC now that like I haven't played. So uh, much like I was saying, like I eventually will probably buy all the DLC for this game uh, since they're like five bucks a piece through those one at a time and it, and on the steam deck man it is so such a good steam deck game uh to just kind of sit in bed and play like a quick uh dead cells run the only issue i have is that on the steam deck if you put it in suspend mode and come back uh more often than not the sound gets out of sync so i'm gonna restart my steam deck anyway oh, that um yeah it's like a small little hiccup thing and i assume it's something to do with like the audio not being properly stopped or something like that um so I, I find I have to like actually exit the game and then like shut it down and then come back in and play it and it'll be fine. But um, yeah, really good, really fun. Dead Cells is still, I think it came out like 2017 or something like that. It's still fucking great. Um, yeah. And then the last thing I've been playing, which is a new thing, uh, it was a PlayStation Plus extra tier freebie. Um, it's called Chia, like T C H I A. And uh, it's it's uh, kind of like a Breath of the Wild on a much smaller scale kind of thing. Um, okay. Like you're you're on an island with like your father, and he's you know teaching you how to do things at the beginning of the game, and then uh, some stuff goes down, and you realize you have to go try to save him, um, and uh, you know you are traversing this world. And you find out you have this skill where you can, like, jump souls. So, basically, like, you can possess any animal or any object, or at least most objects are animals, uh, that you can see and, and use them to solve puzzles. So, like, if you see a shark or a dolphin or something and you want to possess it in the water, you can use it to around and, like, search for things underwater. Um, uh, if you want to, you know, possess a bird to, like, scope out an area. Like, there's things like that you can it's it's pretty neat um i haven't gotten into it like super far because like i literally only played it for like maybe an hour and a half um but like i think the building blocks that they've started with so far have been pretty neat um i'm excited to try to like uh get a little further into it and uh, see if it holds up uh, throughout the entire game from what i was seeing like the story is kind of like light uh, minus the initial hour or so where it's kind of setting you up and then after that it's very sandboxy and kind of just like here's some objectives to do and figure out how to do it you could do it you know several different ways because you have all these options um yeah it's, it's pretty cool like you're, you're you're going through and soul jumping between different animals or soul jumping between objects to kind of fling them across the world to like get to certain areas that you can't normally reach um so little platformy kind of puzzles and stuff like that a lot of it seems like fetch quests right now but it's um it's enjoyable to say the least um and it's based on like uh, i can't remember the name of the country but they base it like on an actual like um, uh, countries like culture and stuff like that um, an island, which I thought was kind of cool that they made a point to kind of uh, theme it in a 
way um, that had some some cultural significance and kind of taught the player like you know like this is what this area of the world is like. Um, so it's very neat. Uh, I think I'm going to continue playing it. I won't give the score yet just because I'm so early on, but I will definitely keep playing it. Um, really enjoying it so far. Nice. That's it. And that's it for this episode. So. Cool. We'll see you all next time. I don't even know what games are coming out. I don't know what we're going to be talking about, but we'll be talking about Zelda, I'm sure. Yeah, I don't think there's much until Zelda. I think Zelda's the next big one. I mean, there is Um, Jedi Survivor, but, like, that's... Oh, that is this month. You're right. But that's, That's like, like literally this month. Yeah, so... Yeah. Yeah, it won't be out by the next time we record, so... I was thinking, I'm like, oh, maybe we could talk about Jedi Survivor next time. Nope, won't be out yet. So. Yeah, it's like the 30th or something, I think it comes out, or the yeah. 29th or something late. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll see. Mm. Sometimes sneaky things sneak in their way in. Who knows? But, uh, yeah. Well, until next time, everybody. Bye for now.